everyone. Welcome to the Stanfield Sports History for July 15th, 2023. I'm your host, Jim Montgomery. And it appears the Phillies decided to take an extended all-star break, forgot to show up yesterday, lost 8-3 to the Padres. Back to the same issues they've had before. One for seven with runners in scoring position, nine men left on base. And it's a shame because Sanchez did not pitch that bad five run or three runs in five innings for your fifth starter. Not terrible. I mean, they just this is consistent for this team, and it even dates back to last year. It's it's feast or famine. Just look at the World Series. They set the record or whatever it was for home runs and then get no hit the next day. So you have to get your runners in and it's everybody's talking about needs for the the trade deadline. I'm I don't know what it is. Is is it bringing in like a Goldsmith or um, his name's escaping me right now? The third baseman for the Cardinal. I I don't know what the the solution is but something needs to be done because they're they're leaving too many runners on base and it's starting to become a pattern um but if you want more phillies coverage check out our new friends over at 2008 phils they run the biggest phillies email newsletter in the world obviously it's a must read for every phillies fan uh it's a good follow on twitter as well i'm sure there's going to be some uh discussion about this series next week uh but if you act now for a very limited time, uh, they're offering a 75% discount off of a subscription specifically for this day in Philly Sports History subscribers. Wherever you're getting this, follow the link in the description. Uh, it's a specific link just for this day in Philly Sports History listeners. It's 75% off. What you get is access to the entire catalog of articles and discussions that they have, uh, the archives. Um, the, just the things you're not going to get on the free version of it. Uh, there's just so much on there. I, I Like I said, it's a must read for Phillies fans. Uh, I check it out regularly a few times a week. Um, you also get the 2008 Championship Banner t-shirt. Uh, the 2008 Phillies Twitter account will follow you if you want. You get access to special giveaways, including uh, autographs, tickets, all kinds of memorabilia. Uh, and it's just $2 a month. Um, and if you don't want to have the monthly subscription, $20 for a year. They're giving you a little bit more discount. And I've been saying it all week, $20 is worth it just for the shirt. So check out 2008 Phils. Follow that link for 75% off your subscription, specifically for this day in Philly sports history listeners. You won't be disappointed. It is a must read. Uh, but back to the Phils too. There We talked about the trade. There's a ton of trade rumors going around. And I think... Uh, a lot of them are just that. I mean, I don't know where the the Soto trade got, gained traction, um, but that was the big talk yesterday on uh, WIP. Um, and I think people are making much ado about nothing. I mean, he the man just called a ride home from the All-Star game. Um, is it weird? Yes. Are they going to be looking to trade for him? Uh, let's pump the brakes a little bit. Uh, but... I mean, don't get me wrong. I would take him, but let's just pump the brakes a little bit. All right, Flyers news. Tony D'Angelo has officially been placed on waivers. 
Uh, and I don't think that comes as a surprise. They've been trying to trade him, and it just uh, when they brought him in last year, he just never meshed well with John Tortorella, uh, which happens, especially for uh, a team that's going to be rebuilding. I think it's fine. Let, like, let him go. Um, they take a small cap hit, but they're not going to be contending next year anyway, so uh, now would be the time to do a move like that. So we'll we'll see. Uh, Eagles update, and this is very, very key, and it's football-related, but not really. Uh, Jalen Carter, uh, as well as the University of Georgia now, are being sued by one of the survivors of that accident he had after the national championship where he left the scene. And I think this is important for him uh, just to see. I, I want to see how he responds to this. It could go one of two ways, and I think – the fact that he is with the Eagles and they have a very good, well-run organization, very good PR staff, I think he's going to be fine. But he needs to handle this properly or else it's going to be – it could turn into a distraction. But, again, I, I like the fact that the Eagles have the culture they do. Um, it's it's the – the situation sucks. Like I, and, and what I was going to say, it's not going to – I don't want to, like, minimize what happened because it's a terrible tragedy. I'm not saying that. But for a guy like Carter who obviously he made a mistake, uh, is remorseful for it, there's going to be a lot of this popping up and I'm glad that the Eagles have the culture they do and the PR staff that they do to handle it. So I'm anxious to see how that sort of plays out and how much of a distraction he allows it to become. Um, Hopefully with the help of the Eagles, he's able to to focus on football and just hopefully be able to move on from this and and do, do good for the the victims in this. Um, All right. As the hardened turns, uh, not really anything new except for uh, there's now the the national media is starting to to get on Daryl Morey about his asking price for James Harden and to be completely honest, I mean they should be. I mean at the end of the day, they need to worry about making the Sixers better and not helping James Harden. And I know it's it's cru- like it sounds cruel, but I mean, that's the way it is. And I also think, too, like he's like, I want to go to the Clippers. The Clippers don't seem interested in giving really anything back to help the Sixers. And again, like, I don't want, like, I would take like some of those pieces, like the expiring contracts to, to help us out for next year. But what does that do to the psyche of the team, which Doc Rivers has already talked about? There's a losing mentality, a losing culture already in place. Um, so I think you need to, to really just do what's best for the Sixers, and that should be the primary focus. Um, another interesting thing with the Sixers, and um, we've talked a lot about Will Chamberlain uh, throughout the history of this podcast, but I saw an article in the Inquirer that there's a new documentary on him called Goliath on Paramount Plus. Um, it looks pretty good, and like I'm excited to see it. But it's I've talked about this with a few of my boys, and this is the freaky part. Apparently, it's narrated by Wilt Chamberlain. So what they did was they had an actor come in and read like excerpts from his autobiography, uh, read like transcripts from interviews and things like that, and then they used AI to match that actor's voice to Wilt Chamberlain's real voice, and to the point where it's everybody who's 
seen it and heard it says it sounds exactly like will so i'm anxious to hopefully check this out this weekend it's supposed to be a rainy stormy day tomorrow so if i don't get to the phillies game it might be something i watch i might watch it later tonight but just something like i said it's been a topic of conversation in one of my text threads about uh just ai and just the craziness and what they're able to do and the fact that now you have wilt chamberlain narrating his own biopic on paramount plus is crazy world we live in but once i check it out i'll keep you guys updated on that all right today we're gonna go back to 2007 and on this day july 15th 2007 the cardinals beat the phillies 10 to 2 at citizens bank park it was just a complete pitiful and terrible performance by the phillies uh specifically our pal Adam Eaton. If you want more on how I feel about Adam Eaton, check out the latest Back to the Future. Uh, That's Back to the Future with a PH. We talk a little bit about Adam Eaton, but he was his typical Adam Eaton self. Gave up six earned runs, 10 hits in four innings en route to the Phillies, losing to the Cardinals 10-2. As much as I hate him, Adam Eaton is not the big story in this game. This story was all about, this was the 10,000th loss in Phillies history. They were the first team to do it. They did it uh, with 14 100 loss seasons. Um, and they also had 99 losses twice in 1969 and 2015. Uh, I could have gone through the years with 90 losses, but I'm trying to keep this not a two hour podcast. Uh, they did have 100 losses, six out of seven seasons from 1936 to 1942. Um, since then, the Braves, Pirates, Cubs, Reds, and Cardinals have joined the 10,000 Loss Club. The Orioles and Dodgers are set to join them shortly, probably within the next month or two. Uh, the Orioles are 13 losses away. The Dodgers are 20. Heading into last night, um, I think the Orioles won, and I think the Dodgers both won. So those numbers are still consistent. And if you're keeping score at home, the Phillies now have 11,229 losses, including last night. The silver lining of the 2007 season was that they chased down the Mets, the Mets choked, and the Phillies won the division. Um, at this point in the season that year, they were in third place, uh, one game over 500, five games back. But if you want to celebrate the Phillies' 10,000th loss, if that's something you're into, go to phillygoat.com. They have a wide selection of Phillies gear, as well as the other teams, Philly-centric, but good quality stuff. Um if you go there now, you get 10% off using the promo code Jim Montgomery. Uh, make sure they have the authentic goat on the sleeve. That's phillygoat.com. Use the promo code Jim Montgomery for your <clears throat> excuse me, 10% off. All right, it's time to update the Philly Sports Lovable Loser Tournament. We're nearing the end of the first round. Uh, Monday will be the official start of the second round. Last night, the Flyers... Uh, Flyers regional first round ended with uh, the 79-80 Flyers, the number two seed, getting trounced by the 99-2000 team, the seventh seed, with 75% of the vote. They will move on. And much like the NHL playoffs, the, the Flyers regional was just a lot of upsets and things of that nature. So there's a lot of high seeds in that. But we'll get more into that when we preview the second round next week. Today, we finish up the first round in the Phillies Regional. And the number three seed, the 1950 Phillies, takes on the number six seed, the 2022 Phillies, a team that is very fresh in all of our minds. 
Let's start with the 1950 Phils. They were known as the Whiz Kids because they were just a young team that really put it together. 91 and 63. Uh, relief pitcher Jim Constanty was the MVP of the league that year. Eddie Sawyer was the AP manager of the year back when there were different news services and everybody had a different like manager of the year, rookie of the year, things like that. But he was the AP, which I believe was sort of the big... Uh, the main the main news service that gave out awards. Um, on this team were Philly Wall of Famers, Willie Puddinghead Jones, who is number one on the all-time nickname list, Granny Hamner, he's right up there too in the nickname list, Del Ennis and Kurt Simmons. Future Hall of Famers, Richie Ashburn and Robin Roberts were on this team. They won the pennant by two games over the Dodgers. Once they got to the World Series, they got swept by the Yankees, but it was much more competitive, I think, than what we've been kind of ingrained to think over the years. We're always like, oh, the Phillies lost the World Series to the Yankees. Uh, but three of the games were one run, and one went into extra innings. And even the game that wasn't one run, I believe, was like a 3-1 to one game. So it wasn't a terrible showing by the Phillies. It just, they just were not quite ready for prime time. Uh, it was the first time they've been to the World Series since 1915. Unfortunately, they wouldn't be back till 1964. So all of the hype they had, they weren't able to capitalize on. They will be taking on the six seed 2022 Phillies. We know them well. 87 and 75, they were the third wild card team. They just snuck into the playoffs as much as it, if you go back through the, the archives of this podcast, we've talked a lot about how they just were trying to not make the playoffs. Somehow snuck in. They overcame Bryce Harper's injury when he broke his thumb. A manager change when Joe Girardi was fired in early June. Rob Thompson steadied the ship and led them to one of the best records after uh, the firing of Joe Girardi, believe it or not. They took out the Cardinals 2-0 in the wild card with that crazy comeback in game one. Beat the Braves uh, 4-1 or 3-1 in the NLDS. And then the Padres 4-2 with Bryce's uh, one of the greatest moments in Philly sports history, uh, that home run. They did lose to the Astros. They came back big in game one, exploded in game three, and then got no hit in game four. Um, But I played this out on What If Sports like I always do. And the 1950 Phillies edged them six games to four. Uh, so 60% of the time, the 1950 Phillies won. This was a pretty competitive series, too, as most are. But now it's your turn. Your turn to go vote. Tell me who would win, the 1950 Phillies versus the 2022 Phillies. Who broke your heart more? Um, who deserved to win? Um, be sure to comment wherever you're getting this. Check me out on my social media, my Facebook page. Twitter and TikTok, Jimbo underscore Mont, Instagram, Philly Jimbo. Uh, if you're listening on Spotify, there's a question, a Q&A section, as well as the poll. So you can do it right there on your app as you're listening. But let me know who wins. Phillies are playing two today. Got to take at least one. I would love to see a doubleheader sweep today, uh, especially with the weather not looking promising for tomorrow. Union is also in action tonight up in New York City, taking on NYCFC uh, before they get the extended break. Well, not really a break, but before that tournament starts with Mexico Liga. Uh, I forget which league it is, but um, so they're in action tonight, and then they get some. They'll they'll get some help coming back soon. Um, 
I'm anxious to see, like I said, the the craziness of the AI Wilt Chamberlain talking, uh, narrating his own biopic, even though he's been dead for 15, 20 years now. Just a crazy, crazy time we're, we're in. Don't forget to check out 2008 Phil's as well as Philly Goat. Go enjoy the day today because it's going to be a crappy day tomorrow. It seems like this has been this day in Philly sports history. I'm Jim Montgomery. And until next time, I'll see you when I see you.